the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So where is the blessing in suffering? Where's the blessing in pain and trials? We'll answer that question today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Make it a point to join us. Sadly, so many people equate abundance of material things as God's blessing, while the pain and suffering we experience in life is God's punishment. Nothing could be further from the truth. Welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Today, we continue with our series called Bruised While Blessed, a look at the suffering that we experience and why. And it's not always a bad thing. Let's catch up with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules, shall we? For today's broadcast of Truth For Today. He took you the moment you believed in His Son, Jesus, the message we preach, and He took you and He got you out of Adam. Romans says, I was in Adam, but now He transferred me so that now He says, in my Son, I see you as established. You're going to make it because I put you in the only secure place there is in all the universe, in my Son. We are in Christ. We are in Christ. That's the only maybe stabilizing thing in your life. I know I'm in Christ. As we were looking in our home Bible study in 1 John this last week, uh, it just jumped off the page as we were in chapter 4. I hope you're enjoying your home Bible study. I tell you, ours, we're having a ball. And uh, uh, when we came to the verse that there's no fear in love, there's no fear of judgment. I've always struggled with that verse. I thought, well, I'm still afraid of uh, water over my head. I'm still afraid of fire. Uh, uh, I'm still afraid I don't want to be broke. You know, I could be afraid of disease. It's just human fears. What's he talking about? There's no fear. Perfect love casts out fear. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? John is talking about relationships. That we ought to be loving God. We ought to be loving one another. And you know what he's saying? In the kind of love God wants his people to experience, there's never any fear it's going to end. That fear, human relationships is fraught with fear. and Will he leave me? Will she leave me? I share the story of a friend who, after been married for several years, came to me one day, met me at a restaurant, and he said this astounding thing. He says, well, you know what? I don't think she's going to leave. Being a pastor, I was a little shocked. I said, I, I don't understand. He said, I, I, I don't think my wife's going to leave me. I said, well, uh, why would you make such a statement? You've got a wonderful wife. He said, 
I grew up where nothing was certain in my home. Nothing was certain. I saw my mother abused. I saw a drunken father. Our home was in turmoil every weekend. You never knew if you were going to be kicked out, if your mother was going to be beaten in front of you. Everything was up for grabs every seven days. And he said, I've always grown up, you can't trust those you love. They're going to hurt you. The only time I felt affection for my father's when he was drunk. He never showed affection otherwise. So he said, I figured in this new relationship called marriage, the shoe's got to drop some weekend. She's got to tell me it's over. It's over. And so I've been on guard for five to six years waiting for that announcement. But he said, I'm beginning to get the sense she's going to stay. Now I've stayed for 40 years. God says perfect love. God's kind of love is not conditional. You know, you'll never be any worse than when he found you. While we were at our worst, he started loving us. While we were enemies, while we were sinners, while we were weak, while we were without Christ, he started loving you, and he knew what you'd be. He established you in Christ. You're in Christ if you're a believer. Are you in Christ? And some of you have had all these broken relationships. You're afraid of life. You're afraid of getting married. I'll just live with her, but I'm not going to marry her because I can't keep a covenant. I don't plan to keep a covenant. God, by covenant, called a new covenant, put you and I in Christ. I'm established in him. This is no fickle God. This is a faithful God. He either has established you or he's a liar. He said, I established you. And so Paul could say, you think someone like me positioned in Christ and established and given the sure word of a Christ who keeps God's promises? You think we are duplicitous? You guys have got to be totally out of your head. And they were. They were false teachers and they were trying to destroy this church by destroying Paul. Beware of those who mess with God's church. 1 Corinthians 3.17 says God will destroy them. If you destroy God's temple, he will destroy you. Go attack some rattlesnakes. Don't mess with his church. God will protect his own. Two, he's anointed you. He said, did you know that when he put you in Christ, he anointed you? And, And what's anointing? Well... In the Old Testament, if you were a prophet, a priest, or a king, at the initiation of your service in that capacity, they would pour a vial of oil over you, indicating God's presence, uh, God's authenticating you. Some make the oil a type of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I, I would take that's for sure. But it's the idea of God is with you. In this role, God will assist you to carry this out. The presence of God is what the anointing really said. And so, God says, guess what? When he put you in Christ, he anointed you. I mean, you didn't feel it. You know, the oil was just running down you. But he said, when you were put in Christ, you were set apart for service. God's got use of you and for you. And 
you've actually received a divine promise that his presence will be with you and he will help you. Now, now we use it in church today as uh, pray for the anointing. Uh, boy, he was an anointed preacher or that kind of, And we're meaning the presence of God. Maybe spirit, God really came on him. Guess what? Who else anointed? He anointed us. I thought that was just preachers. You know, the Old Testament said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Well, that's true. You don't, don't want to. But guess what? You, you are now said to be anointed. You didn't know that. I know you didn't. Act like you just learned something. Come on. You owe another offering just for that. I never knew I was anointed until God gave me the Bible. First John 2.20 You've all received an anointing so that you know everything you need to know and so the Antichrist can't deceive you. First, verse 27, 1 John 2, 20, you have been anointed and you are being taught. No human teacher is the ultimate source of what you need to know. Blessed art thou, Simon Peter, for flesh and blood did not reveal to you who I am, but my Father in heaven showed you. You can't know who God is and what his promises are unless the Father teaches you. You can read the Bible till you're blue in the face and it will still just be ink and paper until the Spirit of God starts teaching you. This book, won't. that's worthless to you apart from the Spirit. Read it all you want. But if the Spirit is not teaching you, you won't get it. You won't get it. Ask a rabbi today who has the veil over his eyes. Who is that in Isaiah 53? He, he doesn't know who it is. Deborah Anderson found out the night the Spirit of God showed her who it was. See, it's real simple to you because the Spirit's opened her eyes. We've been anointed. Rod Hughes loves to tell the story. Uh, of when he took over as church administrator and he's going over all the files and, and everything and we had an audit and wanted to see if our books were in order and uh, Hazel had to give him the tour. She said, see, I used to just have preacher boys in the office and we had chaos. Nobody knew what they were doing. We were just too busy teaching the Bible. And so we hired her finally to get some order. And uh, she set up these files. She did this and that. And Ron was just saying, man, he said, who taught you this? How did you? And he was bragging on her. And, and he said, how did you do this? He said, she just raised her hand. She said, I know the enabler. I, I know the enabler. My sister, she took piano lessons for six months. You, you know what she practiced on? The, the cardboard keyboard. Because my folks own no piano. They lived in Alameda, California. No piano. No instruments in that house. So she practiced as a little girl. First time she ever heard the melodies when she went for the lesson. Because she got to play a piano. She didn't do too bad for six months worth of lessons. And you know what she used to do? 
people say, where did you learn to play? I know the enabler. I tried to get her to play St. Louis Blues and come on, let's do a little ragtime. She's great ragtime music. I love that. Let's do five foot two. That's spiritual. Let's do Georgia. Because she could do it. Let's go. And she'd get to play in a while. I'd say, yes, yeah, yeah, let's go. Keep it up. And then all of a sudden, she'd count a lot. Many times, she'd just, I can't play anymore. I said, yes, you can. She said, I can't. She said, you see, I, I dedicated my hands to the Lord. Amen. That if he'd enable me to learn, I'd play for his glory. And, and I was just, he listened to Merle Haggard the other night. She said, give me another drink. I want to forget I ever loved you. I thought, boy, what a lifting up of your heart. <laughs> Give me another drink before I black out. And, you know, on that one, sing me a song back home before I go to the execution chair. Because I want to know an old song Mama taught me when she took me to Sunday school. Could you sing it to me? I thought you just cried. <laughs> I said, then I asked, I wonder what they're going to execute him for. But she said, no, no. She said, uh, I got a different purpose for my talent. I serve an enabler that took a girl with less than a year's worth of lessons. I said, Lord, if you'll enable me, if you'll come on these hands and this head of mine and teach me what a diminished chord is and what an augment is, what minors are, what's a 13th, what's a 7th. If you'll show me how to figure it out, Lord, uh, if you'll enable, you got me. God anointed you to enable you. That's why it's a sin for the pews to be full of people that don't serve. You're either not saved or the Spirit of God must be in total grief. He didn't save you to warm a pew or critique a preacher. He saved you to serve the living God. Serve the living God. Serve Him. He's going to ask you, how did you use what I gave you for me? I, I didn't know how. You didn't want to know how. Did you ever just give him your body? See, it's like in the church. I keep looking for leadership among our men. I, we need the men. The women will always follow if the men will lead. And it's hard to find. In our church, we have men with ability who have no availability. So you're just as bad off as if you had no one with ability. If you're able and you're not available, so what? The church will never get to see it. How available are you to do God's will? Well, this is too convicting. We've got to keep going. Thirdly, he said he sealed you into Christ. And Ephesians says the Spirit is the seal. And when you talk about a seal in the Bible, you're talking about uh, ownership and which would be identification, your own, and protection. That when you really put that stamp on the letter, uh, the government says we will protect it not to be interfered with until it reaches the destination. Or if you did the wax letters, as they did many documents, if that letter had to arrive to the recipient without that wax being broken, Because that would have meant it had been meddled with. Someone had broken into it. So God says, I've sealed my people by my spirit. Ephesians 1.13. And the seal lasts until the day of redemption. 
Ephesians 4.30. I want to seal you. And this seal is I'm going to identify you as my own. I guarantee you protection until I get you to the destination. There's a divine stamp on you. And you don't realize it. God's already addressed it. And when you die, you go to the right address. He will know where to send you. You've been sealed in Christ. Sealed in Christ. Fourthly, he said, I gave you the Holy Spirit. This couldn't have been a fickle God that gave you all these things. This is what God's done for Paul and them. So he said, guess what? God gave you his Holy Spirit. Uh, Is this a fickle God? Is our message, didn't God save you, Corinthians? Don't you remember the day you put faith in Christ and the Spirit flooded your heart with joy and peace and my sins are forgiven? Uh, uh, Is there any believer you know that doesn't have the Holy Spirit? There's some you're thinking about. (laughs) See, when I grew up, you didn't get the Spirit when you got saved. You had to tarry. You had to to stay at the altar. You had to talk in tongues. You had to have something beyond believing to have the Holy Spirit. And so we sought every night in the altar. We'd seek to get the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Jesus said in John 7, 37. On that great day of the feast, he stood and he said, Let him who is a thirst come unto me, and I will put in you a river that will spring up into eternal life. Now you're thinking, wow, I wonder what that river is. Then he says, this spake he of the Holy Spirit, which had not yet been given, for he had not yet died. The river is the Spirit That came on the day of Pentecost. And now you don't have to tarry in the upper room anymore. It's God's divine gift to you. The moment he puts you in Christ. The moment he establishes you. The moment he anoints you. The moment he seals you. He gave you the gift of the Spirit. What a gift it is. To know the Spirit lives within. And finally he said. The Spirit in you. Is given as a Arabon. It's a nice little word, Arabon. Comes from the Phoenician language. And it simply means earnest down payment. People in business, real estate, what's your earnest money? Uh, you want to buy this place? What earnest do you give me? Pledge money that you promise to carry through and pay off the rest. And that's what he said. God has put his spirit in you as his guarantee that you're going to get the rest of what we've got coming in salvation. You know what's wrong with most of us? Is we're only two-thirds saved. And we feel miserable. You're only two-thirds saved right now. I have been saved And that means going to hell, facing divine judgment, sins be forgiven. Has that been settled when you come to Christ? I've been justified by faith. I am declared righteous in God's sight based on the merits of Christ. Hallelujah. Every Christian can say, Amen. Amen. 
Two, I am being saved from indwelling sin. Uh, I don't sin as much as I used to. I, I hope so. I'm not sinless, but I sin less. Because of the power of the Spirit working out present tense salvation in us. But according to Romans 8.23, I'm groaning with all of creation, longing for the future installment of my salvation where God's going to change my body, redeem my body, get me out of sickness, get me out of prescriptions, get me out of hospitals, get me out of mortuaries, get me out of pain, get me out of a fallen world. It's yet to come. And the guarantee that I'm going to get it, I've got the Spirit right now. I've got the Spirit now. I'm two-thirds saved. So can't you expect some faults? Aren't you tired of groaning? Take, Advil just doesn't seem to touch what's ailing you. I mean, all the earthly sorrows, pains, aches, all of this. See, I run around with a lot more folks that's got aches and pains than when I started this church. Man, everybody seemed to be healthy when I started. I just cry if you're healthy. That means you're not 70. I mean, if you're 20, come on, get over it, honey. You need to mow my lawn. You need to do something for one of these seniors. So what is his message? God's faithful in that he gave us Christ to keep all of his promises. God is faithful in what he does for us in salvation. He established us pagan people, especially the Corinthians. Paul, a wonderful Jewish rabbi that needed the Christ. He's anointed him, sealed him, given him the Spirit, done all this. And now he says to them, you think just because I changed my plans to see you, that that represents a fickle God that won't carry through? You're totally mistaken. I just changed my plans in the will of God. I could change plans and God still be faithful, couldn't I? And that's what he's doing. But they seize hold of anything to run him down. I'll say this. One of the greatest deliverances you will get is when you quit running down God's people. God will never use you to run down someone he purchased. I don't care if you like them or not. You don't have to like them. If I liked you as much as I like my wife, I would have married you. Sorry, just accept it. I can love you, but I don't like you like I like Carolyn. I can have likes. But I'm oh loved to everybody. And sometimes we are the worst enemy to fellow believers. Because it's like growing up in a family. Your, your children don't love each other until they get in the neighborhood with the other bullies and they have to fight together and stand together to survive. Then when they get home, they have their own fight. Huh? In this world, we're surrounded by enemies. The devil hates us. He hates you. He hates your marriage. He hates your kids. He hates your testimony. My, my, my. Let us not be a part of Satan's slander. 
And let us not dare think just because we hear of a Christian that makes some wrong choices. Whether they're pastor, deacon, or just a professing Christian. Christianity does not stand on the infallibility of those who say they believe it. It stands on God who is faithful. Who is faithful. And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. As we close out our program today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the broadcast has encouraged you, has ministered to your walk and relationship with Christ. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can contact us. By phone, obviously the easiest, 855 833 9864. Again, simply call 855-833-9864. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is the zip code. Now, the easiest way to get in touch with us would be through our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, as you stop by, you'll be able to drop us an email, but then take advantage of the many resource materials we have available, again, there at truthfortodayradio.org. You'll also be able to find out more about Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, who we are, what we believe, worship times, directions, and the like. Again, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, simply call 855-833-9864. Would you also bear in mind this radio broadcast is available through listener support. As you link arms with us financially, we are able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. So please consider that as you contact us. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.